we're going to be discussing Cowboy Bebop, uh, the live action uh, anime adaptation that is on Netflix currently, starring John Cho, um, who is the lead as Spike Spiegel. Um, so we just recently binged, uh, actually, I just recently binged the anime series and we did a, a review for it, uh, which is up on the site now. Um, you can look at it, um, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and it's also on YouTube, of course, youtube.com, the afternoon tune, where you can just type in that and type in Cowboy Bebop and we do a whole review, um, of the anime series, um, that is also on Netflix as well. So, you know, we're, um, when you're done with, you know, kind of this, then, you know, listen to our live action review. You can go listen to what we thought of the anime review. So it's nice for me because I went back and we watched all the 26 episodes of the anime. I haven't seen the anime in over a decade. Um, mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice for me to go back and, and watch it again um, and ke- remember some stuff about it in preparation for the live action adaptation. Um, and, you know, the live ad- action adaptation does take a lot from the anime there's even some storylines they do that are, you know, plot like episodes they do from the anime that get adapted here into the live action. Beat. Uh, we say beat by beat or somewhat beat by beat. Yeah. Um like they like for instance the first episode, the second half of it they do the whole red eye storyline with the guy um, the criminal who's you know kind of escaping you know him and his uh, him and his girlfriend or wife uh, they want to mm-hmm. go to Mars and they want to kind of escape there and he's kind of he's addicted to red eye um, so that that that's strictly that's straight from the first episode of the anime of Cowboy Bebop um, and uh, I think you know this live action adaptation is getting a lot of hate you know getting a lot of people coming after it um, you know and kind of getting a lot of negative response in it but. Do we feel the same way? Um, Dusk, I'll let you kind of go first. You said you had a lot to say about it. What were kind of your thoughts um, on the 10 episodes of Cowboy Bebop here? I think this is another great example that anime or animation, with very rare exceptions, can be translated to live action. And just from looking at the show, watching as much as I could, um and I, I i skimmed through it don't don't get it twisted i saw all 10 episodes i put myself through the paces to do all this and i can just affirm if you have any inkling of seeing cowboy bebop at all which some consider including myself i consider it one of the greatest animes of all time skip the live action don't even bother just go and watch the anime and you can just skip all this because this might as well just be a very expensive fan fiction live action interpretation and a not very good one hmm mm, okay um yeah i mean i love cowboy bebop the anime um i think it's you know one of the best animes of all time um, it's a very big, you know, good beginner starter anime. If, if you ever want to mm-hmm. give somebody, you know, hey, like if you ever want to get anime, what's some, what's some, you know, recommend to people to get people into it? You would always say like, well, I think Cowboy Bebop is a good one. It's not too crazy. It's not too wild. It's, it's, you know, hey, bounty hunters in space, cowboys, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, it doesn't have to deal with, you know, tentacle monsters or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, characters from other dimensions and some you know, wild stuff like that it's like hey it's pretty just straightforward it's you know it's kind of like an a, a western in space which people are very kind of familiar with um and yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of it any list you'll see of greatest animes of all time cowboy bebop will be in the top 10 top five 
you know, somewhere around there. Um, here with this live action adaptation, um, is one of the worst live action adaptations I've ever seen of an anime. No, I think that it's not even one of the worst ones Netflix has done. I think Death Note is maybe worse than this. Um, you know, of course, Dragon Ball Evolution, which Netflix didn't do, but just to bring up an example of another live action anime adaptation, I think that this is obviously. I mean, that's still one of the worst ones ever. Um, that's just one of the one of the worst movies ever. Period. Um, I also say Ghost in the Shell. I think it's better than that. Um, with Scarlett Johansson in there. Um, let me start off with some kind of things I liked about it. Because um, um, I'm kind of, you know, saying like, well, it's not as bad as these things. I'm saying like, well, it's not as worse. You know, I, I kind of want to say some things good about it, you know, before I say some things negative about it. Um, so, um, yeah, so <laughs> so with the with the cast they have here. So John Cho is Spike Spiegel. Uh, Mustafa Shakir is Jet Black. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniela P uh, Panetti as Faye Valentine. I will say, you know, as the show continues and showing all the three of them work together, um, they have good chemistry together, um, I will say. Um, I think they work very, very well together. Um, and I think Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black, he's doing a dead-on Jet Black. I mean, if you ever listen to the anime, the English uh, uh, dub version, um, he's doing a spot-on Jet Black. I mean, it's it's like dead on it's like wow I and mean, that is pretty pretty good it's like he really it felt like he really studied the anime studied the way that the voice actor who who voiced jet black and really got him down i mean because that was like very very impressive um and mustafa shakur you saw him he was in luke cage season two he was um bushmaster um and that um john cho is spike spiegel I think does a fine job. Spike Spiegel, um, you know, if you know him from the anime, um, the way he fights is very much like the Bruce Lee kind of fight, his own fighting Jet style. Kundo. Yeah, Jet Kundo. Um, the way, you know, his whole design is made after after Lupin the Third, um, you know, and he's a very, you know, kind of nonchalant, kind of cool character. Um, you know, I think John Cho does a decent job. Um, I think, you know, I've talked about this many times before. I think someone maybe along the lines of Andrew Koji would have been, you know, maybe much of a better pick. Um, I think if you, you know, Nick turned me on the Warrior, and ever since he's turned me on that show, um, I've been obsessed with Andrew Koji. I think, yeah, this guy's really, really awesome. Um, and uh, I think, you know, with the action scenes, that's kind of one of the things that really suffer uh, with the show. Because, you know, if you kind of, you know, it doesn't seem like they have the budget to really do a lot of the good action scenes here. And when they do a lot of the fight choreography, because Spike Spiegel is a martial artist and he does a lot of, you know, fights and, you know, kind of action scenes, with other, you know, kind of their action scenes with other characters. Um, and it's very much you can feel like where the choreography is is there you know it's like okay i hit my mark here and i do this and then you hit my mark here and then i i'm gonna do this and you know you can very much feel where they're doing the choreography throughout the entire show when it comes to the action scenes and it just feels very slow and very kind of not very fluid um you know it's something that you would see in hbo's hbo's you know warrior or maybe into the badlands or something like that it just doesn't feel very fluid i know john show also uh, hurt himself when he was on set um I, I think he broke his knee so maybe that has something mm. to do with it too of why it's like some of his scenes feel very very stilted and very kind of you know, kind of rigid and everything like that, because I know he, he, he hurt himself when he was on set, um, and they had to delay production for like six months or something uh, in order for him to heal up. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the action just doesn't feel all that exciting to watch. Um, like, for instance, like there's the episode with uh, uh, Mad uh, Pierre, um, and if everybody remembers that episode from the anime, 
that was you know very much of an action-packed episode the, the fight scene you know there was very exciting because of what this character could do and then here it's just again it's just not as exciting as something that you would see in the show uh daniel uh daniela uh, uh panetti as faye valentine i think she's solid panetta. Uh, huh panetta uh panetta uh, i'm sorry yeah p-i-n-e-d-a uh, yeah daniela panetta um i think she does a fine job as faye um valentine i think she does kind of a decent job there um and like i said i do like all three of them working together um i don't know exactly what the budget of this show was um a lot of the effects when it comes to the way this, the ships look and you know when they were in there in space they don't look the best it's not something like maybe if the, you know like a disney plus show or it's like clearly they're pumping a lot of money into it uh to, to make it look as good as pop- possible movie quality level um you know a lot of that stuff just doesn't look as good um a lot of the dialogue um you know, in the show is also not that good. Um, Downright if, terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, maybe you've seen this online already, people, if you haven't watched the show, but there's like a, a screen cap going around of the dialogue between Jet Black and this old associate that he used to work with, like this woman. Um, and then she said like a line like, um, they're blackmailing you because you're black and you're a male, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was awful i mean that was just that was just downright terrible um you know so there's there's lots of dialogue like that that just is is really bad in it and and i think it but as the show progresses i kind of got a little bit more into it um i think the first got used to it yeah maybe maybe just maybe i had stockholm syndrome. yeah man i know you i'll let you finish but i i do think you have like a stockholm syndrome yeah maybe maybe i just was kind of just like okay this is just this is what it is but I, i'm trying to not to always compare i know back to i feel end. you brother and you're doing a valiant effort i feel it i see it but yeah i'm gonna let you finish but i got things to say yeah uh but i think after the first episode first couple episodes few episodes i think it does get a little a little better by that but but we'll see which which get your kind of thoughts on it there how you feel about everything like you, I'm going to say the positives of the show. D- don't worry. It won't be long. <laughs> All right. Uh, the actor who's playing Jet Black, despite the fact that completely gen- uh, they completely race-swapped him, and in the anime he was actually Japanese, uh, that's fu- as I got. Mustafa Shakir honestly does a does damn good job for what he's given. And he's given some terrible lines and direction. And he does the best he can. He looks the part. He's trying to act the part. It's just a shame he's in this kind of a project that is not utilizing his effort. Because honestly, out of all the stars of this show who are playing these characters, he seems to know what he's in. He seems to understand what kind of a character Jet Black should be. He's just not allowed to really play that character. In fact, one of my favorite episodes from the anime deals with directly with him and his uh and his ex-wife they completely butcher that storyline and that's another thing that i do want to get into later but i'm trying to be positive and i'm going to pull myself back okay Mustafa Shakir does a good job it does a good job but he's getting john cho despite the age being a hindrance for him i can see what he's kind of going for the performance he wants to play a little bit more lighthearted. he wants to play aloof is like aloof and in the very few moments like that completely breaks character but there are little moments of him where you're like all right man maybe a couple like 20 years ago you could have pulled this off if you were given the right material and i do appreciate that the despite the budget hit hitches i can tell that 
they were trying to emulate the feel and tone, the feel and look of the show. The ship itself looks very well decorated. Someone looked over the entire scene of the ship, that ship, and they did a good job trying to recapture that feel. The ship that Spike Beagle flies is pretty accurate to what the ship was in the anime, along with the Bebop itself. When it comes to places, locations, and items, there's a good job of production and trying to get it to look as close to the anime as, as possible. Even the soundtrack they brought back is great to hear again. Cowboy Bebop possibly has one of the best jazz soundtracks, or just one of the best anime soundtracks, which for its great use of jazz and great just odd performers for the time, uh, really made it stand out. The fantastic tank opening that they also recreated to very good effect on this one. So you can, there are moments and parts that feel very well done or recopied very fair. And uh, I do appreciate that effort. The problem with all of this positive this though, unfortunately, is every single thing that's positive about this show is based on the anime itself. Nothing it new brings in new to this actually makes it better. In fact, the entire series that had been written as a written, they've said that, oh, we were trying to right the wrongs of the anime and fix issues that were never there. A, which is disrespectful to the original creators and his work, that he went through a lot of effort to make this anime. If people don't know about this, Cowboy Bebop was originally uh, made as a, as a, to sell model spaceships. So when the anime was uh, commissioned initially to it, he presented these ships that looked beaten, they looked uh, well-worn and defeated, and the company was like, what, what is this? Why does it look well-worn? Why is it beaten? We need to sell these. But he stuck to his, his vision. He wanted to make more than just a, a, a commercial sale of it. He actually wanted to tell a story. And he had to fight tooth and nail so much. Halfway through the series, about episode 12, there is this hidden episode that only is uh was only done in japan you can find it i think on blu-ray and a couple of effects i highly recommend you watch it it's a great philosophy work because he didn't think he was going to be able to finish the series and it's each character in their japanese voice actors talking about their philosophy jack goes on to why he named the ship the bebop uh spike talks about a, a little bit about his life what he's kind of going through his head Faye talks a little about herself and even ed talks about her herself in, a, in an interesting manner and it ends on a, a on a very kind of poetic and philosopher note and he didn't think they'd get another renew for another 13 episodes but they did and there he was able to continue it and end it appro appropriately this series is one of the it, this series is not the worst live action ever seen. That still goes to Death Note. And that still goes to Evolution. But you know what those two at least had? As a, at least with the, ter with the terrible Death Note one. At least they had a plot they were following. And they tried to follow it as, be as much as they could. Well, as much as they could. And at least with Dragon Ball Evolution, there were a couple of jokes the guy playing Goku did. That actually kind of made me laugh or felt somewhat in character, even if it felt more Dragon Ball than Dragon Ball as a Dragon Ball Z. This is a good. This? The changes they've made to this show are absolutely terrible. Mm. There are so many moments of bad dialogue with just asinine changes to the layers of characterization that this show, that show did so well. And 
in the claims of fixing it. That alone is insulting. So it may not be the worst series I've ever seen, live-action anime, but it is the most insulting I have to watch. And especially when you get to episode 10, and what they change there completely changes the dynamic between Vicious and, is it, and Julia and Spike. Completely removes the entire famous scene of all its power and emotion. And it's just a flat-out cartoon. It's like, uh, especially when it comes to the jokes, quote jokes when the show comes in. It's just absolutely, I don't know who wrote the dialogue or thought they were going to be funny. Like Spike putting up a gun to face head. And it's just like, can I do it? Let me, let me just do it. Let me, let me do, let me just, come on Jet, let, uh, let me just pull the trigger. Or Faye just walking in and just like, oh, hey guys, acting like very awkward and not a femme fatale at all. Not even trying to act her character at all and then changing up her uh her her uh sexual preference just because hey why not even though it changes the entire aspect of a later episode of why she even followed this one guy for the for the first point and changes her arc retroactively i don't even know how they're going to handle the later episodes that they ever continue with the season two how that's going to change that dynamic hmm. she's just made they made her completely unlikable Along with John Cho, who is trying his hardest to try and make some comedy out of it, but it just falls flat. Every new addition they try to add to ultimately hinders or hurts the original. And that's what I mostly get out of this show. Hurt. Huh. Well, it's interesting with the Faye character, because I didn't really see Faye as really a femme fatale in it too much. Not, not necessarily, but she she did use her sexuality as a beneficial in a beneficial way. She did use it for purpose. Whether many of the episodes before she even joins the crew, she's just in different venues, hopping jobs, using her sexuality in order to get into places that would normally kind of bar you out. And that's just small a aspects of it. But she was never annoying. She may be somewhat annoying sometimes, but she was never completely annoying or busting her way in or treating herself like a like a like a girl boss, thinking she's better than everyone else around her. At least in that aspect, um, there was more nuance to her character. I well, I because I've I've seen the anime. I mean, Faye did that a lot. I mean, Faye would bust At in. First. She would talk shit about men in the show. She would on occasion. She would do that, um, and then even in the live action adaptation of Fate, we talk about her using her, you know, sexuality. I mean, there, there is one. I think there's some times where she uh, is doing that, and then she's also like there was a time where she tells a story. This was also kind of a good moment. I thought this was kind of one of the good moments in kind of the series where her and and Spike are kind of going back and forth about their bounty hunting stories, and then she's telling a story how she like. You know, she was like dancing with this dude, and then then she knocked him out. You know, with brass knuckles. So she kind of used her sexuality there. You know, to dance, to get close to him, and dance with him, and then you know, kind of knock him out. So there was that. Um, as far as them, um, yeah, I mean, there's a scene where she sleeps with a woman in that. Um, in the anime, there was also like she was attracted to a character. You know, who you know in the in the anime where she she busted the character she busted in on the character in the in the shower and the character had breasts the famous scene yeah the character had breasts and the character also had a penis and that was because the character went to prison and then they gave him the, the character experimental drugs and that caused the character to grow or his ptsd um to grow breasts and and things like that um and, and how did they and how did they fix that story 
How do they fix that character? Oh, we'll make him non them non-binary. So in a character who went through horrible PTSD over a war and won revenge for what happened to him in his abandonment, and it was forced to take pills that had the side effect of transforming or altering his body. Is it oh, we're gonna fix this by just making him a non them a non-binary character. Oh, that makes it better. That's horribly insulting to his character. Well, in the in the show, if I remember correctly, I think it, they did say he was gay or he was asexual. They um, never specified. Um, it was something along those lines that he he may have been something like that. Um, uh, that he he may have been maybe there, but you, they didn't really clearly state that. But I mean, but the, it was it's kind of maybe hinted towards that he may have been that um, in the in the show. Um, yeah. So you know, with that. Um, yeah, um, so they do make kind of some of those changes, like you said, from the anime, um, which, again, I was never looking at this to be like to be a good direct adaptation of the anime uh, because I, I appreciate it. It's like, hey, you no. want to do, your, do your own thing and you want to go off and do your thing, do your thing. Okay. I just wanted to be competent. Um, the stuff I kind of did appreciate a little bit was the whole backstory stuff, you know, like... Mm. Um, because in this show they delve more into Vicious and Julia more than they ever did in the anime um, as far as Vicious uh, Vicious, who is Spike Spiegel's like main rival from his days of when he was in the syndicate so they, they even do a whole episode dedicated to when him and um, Spike were together in the syndicate um, which is kind of one of the better episodes I think of, of the show um and the 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 only issue i kind of had with the stuff they did with vicious i like to hold them kind of going more into the background the only issue i had i don't think the actor who plays vicious is that good i think he's no, playing it's it, really bad i think he's playing it way over the top um i mean vicious in the show was a psychopath i mean he, he was very kind of much yeah like a very much of a psychopath and crazy at times um but i mean the guy the actor here is just playing it way over the top do you have the name of the actor who played vicious yeah it's like alex Give me a second. Alex Hessel. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the look of him, I mean, first of all, he looks like Jason Isaac, who was Draco Malfoy's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, he you really know, did. Um, you know, that that also kind of threw me off there. Um, Javon Good in the chat, he said, yeah, actually, I would have uh, had an issue if they made Vicious like he was in the anime because he had no emotion. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of just the, you know, just kind of like main bad guy type stuff, you know, for the anime. Like it's a- not that he had no emotion. In those scenes, he he showed a cold exterior. But if you looked at his mannerisms and in his eye movements, he was just seething with emotion. He just didn't want to show off that weakness Hmm. the guy was the complete psychopath but there's a lot of subtlety that if you actually watch it you'll you'll see that's a big part of this show that unfortunately they don't they do not capture subtlety at all yeah and they they go for extremes on every measure to the point where this show was almost a foolhardy right from the get-go because a you're taking a classic series one of the one of the most classic animes of all time we're gonna turn and you're gonna turn it into a live action no matter what you do, no matter how good you are or at what you're going to do here, you're just going to retread the same story and territory that the original does, that anyone can still go and watch, and that's the one they'll remember. I don't even know why they even bothered with this, and especially in the manner they did this, because it just made the show worse and made it feel worse. Hmm. They don't have the budget for the show kind of like this. So 
why didn't they just make a small side series that had nothing to do, make their own characters, and just put it in the Cowboy Bebop universe? Do something else. Do something different. Yeah. Um, that's that's what kind of when I was talking about with with Nick. I mean, I was I was saying like, what if you just did like Fargo, where the Fargo yeah. TV show where it's, we talked like, about it last time we were with Nick. I yeah, mentioned that too. Yeah, if you just did some, I would have kind of much preferred that. And if you can still keep the title of Cowboy Bebop, but have totally new characters and exactly, you know, it can so it does it's not attached to anything that you could tell you know. a much smaller story. Yeah, yeah, very very much. Um, and yeah, I think you know the whole stuff with Kevin Vicious. You know, I like that kind of stuff with him kind of going more in the backstory with him and Julia. But the actor Vicious, like I said, is not that good. I think they do way over the top with him, and a lot of his stuff is is not you know the acting wise is not all that good. Um, mm-hmm. the stuff with Julia, the actress who plays her, oh, yeah. um, I don't think she's all that strong either. I think she's no, very weak. she's not. Um, I think she's maybe the one of the weakest element, weakest actors in the whole show. Um, yeah. And Julia in the anime, she was just kind of a a, 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 a something for spike to chase you know what i mean that's that's yeah. a little pushing over that's not exactly julia is when you talk about spice character julia is paramount in his characterization not only she vicious is a mirror to him vicious is like if i stayed in that organization if i didn't meet julia and i didn't wake up from that kind of a dream of a life i would have become just like vicious Julia is ultimately his humanity and allows him to kind of see that aspect of himself. And she's also an excellent marker on how he is the kind of person he is right now because she, uh, he dies, metaphorically speaking, and it was because of, of her. He dies from that old life and he's kind of wandering. He doesn't know what to do next. And then he keeps running for it. The whole point of the whole show is that each character was dealing with some form of loss or depression or they were just lost in their lives. Jet, after being on the force, had a bad case, and he lost his ex-wife, and he doesn't know what to do next, so he started a bounty hunter to get away, to get outside of the law. But he's coping with it, with that, with his bonsai tree, and not confronting what actually degraded his relationship with the woman he loved and his partner, and what happened then, and his arm. That's why he won't replace his arm, because he wants to remember, but he's still running from it. He's like, Faye doesn't remember her past, is constantly trying to remember what's happening and what happened to her. Spike, running from his past is a, is a, and the mafia and the what happened to his eye. But every time he wakes up, it always focuses on that eye. He can never escape that aspect until he has to confront it. Even Ed is running from their own, as a, their own pastor, running away from their own home and doesn't know what to do. But Ed's the only one at a certain point is the earliest one to figure out that they just decide to wander. They're just going to figure themselves out. Yeah. I mean, I think when you see, you see how when you talked about Julia, you just kept bringing up Spike. I mean, you kept just saying like, well, you know, she's his humanity and, you know, she's, you know, that thing. And, it's and, supposed to be vague. It's art. Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to argue on that. Whatever. But they didn't add anything new. They didn't well, do anything better. That's the whole point. Well, I think like they added something new or better. I think I think I think they give more of a voice to Julia than they did more in the anime. I will say I think they give more of a voice to her and kind of show more okay. of her and, and give more of a voice to her. Fair enough, sure. Um, yeah, but I, I mean I think that I mean Javon Good. He, you know, he made a point. He he said like um, he's saying that you know not comparing it to the anime. He thinks it's fine comparing it to the anime. Yeah, it's bad. I think as a show itself, it's it's also kind of not that good. Um, I think yeah. it, it's not that strong. Even by it? itself, 
even by itself is not good. I think if you know you were to kind of show this to somebody and go like, hey, you know what I mean? This is based on this, you know, or you know you can watch this animated version of this. Um, I don't think it may turn people on to it all that much because I think this is kind of very weak. Um, is it the worst thing I've like I said worst thing I've ever seen? No, it's not. But I think there's no. a lot more bad than there's good, um, and it kind of drags it down. Um, and I think the um, there's some kind of good bright spots in here. Like I said, I like the episode where they kind of show the backstory of the syndicate. Uh, the episode where uh, you know they were stuck, like Spike Spiegel was stuck in the virtual kind of reality thing. I thought that was kind of a good episode. Um, that was pretty decent there. Um, and there's some things that it's just like okay, it works in the anime. It may not work in the show. Like when they introduce Ed. Ed is such a perfect anime character. It's like, you know what I mean? The way she acts, the way she talks, oh, you know, the over-exaggeration, everything like that. Yeah, you can't do that live action without um, making it cringe. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I mean, it's just like the way they showed it in the in the live action show. is like, yeah, it looks really bad when you try to adapt that and try to bring it into, you know, the show. Um, I don't know if this is going to get a second season or not. It, You know what I mean? I have no idea. Uh, but... Um, you know, I'm I'm not looking forward to a second season personally. I, you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, but it, you know, this was kind of a situation like, listen, you're basing it off of one of the most popular animes of all time. You're gonna have a lot against you. You're not gonna try to. I mean, you know, Cowboy Bebop. You get, you know, I mean, it, it's tough because you know you got yeah. a lot kind of going against you. Um, well, and and I like I said, I think there's some kind of some some okay things. I like the cast. I think they kind of work well together. Some of the jokes. I think kind of work. I think when Jet and Spike are talking, I think some of the stuff they say back and forth is good with each other. Um, I think that um, the music, of course, I mean, hey, it's the music, it's the it's the soundtrack, it still slaps, it's still really great. Um, that That's really great. I think the look of the show, it's just some of the colors are just too bright, it's just too mm-hmm. pop, and it's like some of the... Like, A little they, too candy-esque. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of things about the show, the anime, was that it was kind of just this dark kind of... Not dark, I'm sorry. More like kind of this neo-noir. This is noir. Yeah, yeah, kind of style. style. It, it mellowed the colors. The colors are still bright, but it did. It had a nice kind of like almost a mellowed filter. Like it kind of had a grain on it where it just kind of diluted the colors just a bit. Mm, yeah. Um, I think this is just too bright. Like the outfits they wear, like his blue and like Spike's suit, is just, it's just too blue. And like, you know, the future, it just showed it's kind of like it's a dirty future. It's like this you know gringy kind of dirty kind of look to things and i i appreciate that this is just sometimes stuff just looks too clean and too nice yeah um the only time i was ever clean or nice was when i was on a uh, lottery plateau or you were at like a, a festival or somewhere else that was a commercial and very uh very commercialized when you actually went to like markets or places where people lived it was very grungy and dirty yeah um and they try to kind of somewhat do that here but it just still comes off as like too clean for me um some of the stuff you know they add with like i said with the backstory stuff some of it kind of some of it i see what they're going for but it just doesn't it's not executed all that well um and then the action scenes we talked about that i think yeah it doesn't compare to a lot of the action that you see in, in the anime and what they did there um if you had somebody who really you know fight choreography wise who maybe knew more you know of, of more of, more of an expert at this t- kind of stuff and more of a good action director um you could have um uh uh you could have done that more um and uh yeah i i, I mean so for me i would give it um, let's see i'd give it a maybe a light five low five out of ten for me uh 
What about you? You consider it average? Uh, I think it's average. Yeah, sure. It's average. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, taking the show completely on its own, because of all its faults and just on it as just a show, it's just not very good. It's honestly bad. It would be a below a five. It would be a four. But if I take in consideration what it's going up against and against the original, this thing's a three. Mm. Three. I have to I have to give it a three after all its attempts to try to belittle the show, not listen to the people that were telling them this is a bad idea. Or not they had the creator as a goddamn consultant and they didn't take any of his advice and even ask them not to do the things that they did. Or and he even talked in an interview. He just ignores it, and he's going to distance himself. They didn't listen to me. They didn't even try to communicate with them. That shows me right there they had no interest in respecting the creative intent of that, that people's work. And so for that alone, I have to give it a three. If it was just on its own, it's, it's just a four. I've seen worse, but with that, I have to give it a three. So what did the creators say they didn't listen to him on? Well... Just from the get-go, he just advised them, "Don't do it." Oh, well. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> and then, like, and then when he gave, they gave him dailies and other stuff because they have to, because he was one of the original creators, and he he gave like small advice, like, "I would fix here, I wouldn't do this here." Uh, none of his advice was taken. Hmm. I'm not privy to what he advised, but from what I can see, yeah, they pro they ignored a lot of probably his advice. Hmm uh well i mean still probably got a good check still probably got a good check from it so that's pretty nice for him uh, john carpenter will tell you about it because that's silly the only involvement he has with every remake of his work is his hand opening up so them can, so they can give him the check before he sits back down to watch another game uh sports game yeah yeah um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if yeah if they didn't listen to him uh everything like that like i, I think it would have been just smarter just like if you just were to do your own little spinoff thing yeah. in the universe like fargo something like that with different characters um yeah, or that worked or if you can even pull some characters from the cowboy bebop world there's other bounty hunters that get get yeah. introduced in the cowboy bebop world cowboy i talk about can just be like a coverall for the bounty hunter thing you could even talk about you know, because the end of Cowboy Bebop is also like the end of the bounty hunting system as they know it, at least the show. That's like the bounty cowboy, like the show. You just run it around. Everything's happening at the same time. Hmm. It's just there's a wide galaxy of shit that's happening. You don't have to focus just on that crew. Do something interesting and different. Yeah. Like we, yeah, like when we talked about, like when I talked about the anime, I said, like, well, there's a character called, like, one of the Shaft, like, a younger brother of, you know, the Shaft. And he, oh, was, yeah, Karen the Coffin. That's he, a great episode. Yeah, there was that. Exploitation. Um, there was an episode where it was like Hakeem was also in that episode, voiced by Kareem. Oh, yeah, Hakeem. No, uh, Kareem, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um, I'm not saying Kareem Abdul Jabbar, you know, live action play him, but I'm just saying that you could have maybe did a spinoff with that. You could have did a spinoff with, like, there was like a Pam Greer character there um you know that you could have did one off um in the movie um there was a character like the like the female police officer yeah the female detective yeah you could have did something with her and her kind of chasing down somebody could have did something like that you know there's some other characters you could do you know in the universe but uh yeah they they chose to do it of course with the main cast from the anime um yeah um so um uh, yeah that's that's kind of how we feel about cowboy bebop